This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. I don't think I'm allowed to talk about that story, though, can I? I, I mean, I, I don't. It not. It's so uh, funny. It, it's it's comical. <clears throat> what do it, you think, John's? John's out of town for for the whole week. He's in Iowa. Yeah. What do you What do you think? Should I tell everybody about this, or should I just post about it on Facebook and tell everybody to read it? Joe gets to make the decision here, so I'm absolved of responsibility. This, uh. Do it a little bit classier than you were doing it on a live stream. <clears throat> there, we'll okay. I, it's not possible, dude. It's not. Do your best. Okay, but can I say her name because that's her stage name, and I'm calling her by her stage name. I'm not using the term. Yes. <clears throat> okay. There is an adult film star. Her stage name. This is not me saying it. This is her stage name. Her stage name is Bridget the Midget. Okay? She is facing 15 years for breaking into her boyfriend's house and stabbing him. Now, her real name is Cheryl Murphy. She's three foot nine. She broke into her boyfriend's house and stabbed him in the leg in Las Vegas with a butter knife. Okay? A butter knife. Uh, (laughs) But, okay, now she's facing a lot of time because there's domestic violence, there's use of a deadly weapon, burglary, there's a whole bunch. So she's facing 2 to 15 years um, for just the uh, burglary while in possession of a deadly weapon charge, but she's also facing 5 years for battery with use of a deadly weapon constituting domestic violence and 6 years for assault with a deadly weapon. She's going to jail, all right? She's going to jail. Um, now here's the thing. Okay. Uh, she, (laughs) this is according to TMZ. (laughs) I'm hoping I had a good enough laugh that I don't, I don't crack up anymore. Um, according to TMZ, the adult film star is heard yelling from outside of the building. This is in a video. I did not watch the video because I would lose myself for the rest of the show. Um, she, uh, she was heard yelling from outside of the building after another woman reported, <laughs> report, oh, reportedly, I'm so going to hell, reportedly, <clears throat> uh, the woman picked her up and <laughs> threw her out, picked her up and threw her out. <laughs> it's so strange. Do we need to cut the break? Do we need oh to cut the God. break? Whoever wrote that for the TMZ has been waiting their entire career to write a headline like this. Oh, geez. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> later in the video, uh, she appears to show the other woman emerge from the door and refer to, quote, my boyfriend. There's blood everywhere. Please call the cops. She yells as a group of men respond. You are the cops, thank God, uh, she says before letting them inside. Murphy, who is three foot nine inches, is then seen walking through the parking lot with a law enforcement officer and reportedly said, uh, yeah, I did it. I did stab him. It's my fault. I should go to jail. <clears throat> <sighs> that is 
a great story, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. I just... <laughs> Gosh. <sighs> okay, we've got to pivot to something awful. I now. honestly don't know what's funnier. The story or you Dude, not, not being just, able to I, read I the lost. headline. Okay, it, it, here's some context, okay? First of all, I'm from Las Vegas, so obviously the activity of midget tossing was something that was very prevalent for a period of time. But I used to work with, um, with a little person who hated being called a little person. Hated it. You call him a dwarf or you call him a midget. That was what he said you called him. He didn't like the... He wasn't very politically correct. Dude was awesome. Absolutely hysterical. We loved working with him. An amazing guy. Um, so just understand that my, my laughter comes from a, a point of, of context, history, and respect. But holy smokes, that is... A, whoever wrote... That article is waiting for. I mean, that's it's like a clear. headline. It, it's just, it's astounding. Hey, think of all the headlines that you can, you can, you can write about that. Oh, I got tears coming. I haven't laughed that hard, ladies and gentlemen, since uh, since Bin Laden died. Uh, anyway, all right. Now to something more serious. Okay, <clears throat> the mother of a fourteen-year-old boy who attempted to commit a mass murder at his school in 2018 has been charged with several felonies for her failure to treat his mental illness and prevent him from getting access to guns, according to WXIN-TV. Uh, this is in uh, Richmond, Indiana, folks. This is a, uh, a somewhat localish story. Mary York of Richmond, Indiana, faces five counts of neglect of a dependent, one count of dangerous control of a child, and one misdemeanor count of criminal recklessness. Her son committed suicide at his school after a shootout with police in December of 2018. Of course, we covered that. Officers were able to beat the child to the scene because York called 911. The boy had broken into a gun safe in the home, taken York's boyfriend hostage at gunpoint, and forced him to drive to the school. The boy arrived at the school, which was on lockdown when he got there, and shot through a glass door before being stopped by police and shooting himself. Of course, remember, we covered this extensively when it happened. Uh, York's son had been diagnosed with depression and during the course of his treatment sessions had expressed both suicidal and homicidal thoughts and intentions. His mother pulled him from the treatment program after 10 days because she said insurance would not cover it and she couldn't afford it. Um, now... I mean, there's there's so much to this case. For the record, I don't, I, yeah, for the record, I don't think she's going to get convicted on all of these counts. She might get convicted on the uh, the access to guns, but even then, might be tenuous. So, uh, York also did not make him take his medication because the child said that it made him feel weird. Now, if you're a parent though, and your depressed kid who has expressed suicidal and homicidal thoughts is telling you the medication makes him feel weirder, as a parent, maybe. You should con yes, Joe. You're right. You should contact the professionals and let them know. Um, but as a parent, can you make an executive decision? I don't want to keep giving my kid this stuff. It's going to make it worse because psychotropics do yeah. make kids go off the rails. I I get where it's, she's coming from, but I mm -hmm. also think that she should have been like, "Hey, doc, I, can we do some, a different regimen here?" Yeah, I agree. And maybe she did. And we don't have all of those details yet. She's also the one that contacted authorities and That's prevented the true. shooting, okay? That's so that true. that also has to be factored into all of this. And we praised her at the time of the story that, you know, when it happened, she was able to notify authorities and prevent a mass shooting. 
York claims that she did not know that her son had homicidal intentions and that she didn't know about his mental illness diagnosis, which is also possible if the you know he's in treatment, he's in counseling sessions and things of that nature, and there could be the doctor-patient confidentiality thing. I don't know all the legal parameters of all of this, okay? But she's claiming that she wasn't aware of the homicidal stuff, which is plausible, okay? Uh, records show that she has she was not only informed of those things, but she also would have been present at some of the sessions to hear about them directly. But we don't know the details of those records, so that could be the medical staff saying, no, we informed her, but you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that she was specifically told. And it doesn't mean that she was at one of the sessions where this came up, okay? Um, now, again, if the evidence is strong enough against her, then yeah, she's in trouble, and that's why she's been charged. So I would assume that the evidence is actually fairly, fairly strong. The charges are based on allegations that she didn't provide her son adequate treatment for his mental health issues, uh, which could stem from her not allowing him to take his medication, uh, pulling him from treatment. But you can't you can't penalize somebody from not doing treatment that they can't afford. You know, that's that's a very significant reality. One of the things that has been discussed now for. Gosh, I have been in this business for what, 14, 15 years, something like that. And. The fact that insurance doesn't cover mental health in many circumstances is routinely something that comes up. And we are in a society where mental health is continuing to be more and more of an issue. Okay. So if she doesn't have the money to pay for it, she doesn't have the money to pay for it. Uh, but the medication, that could be an issue here. All right. Uh, she did nothing to address reported bullying that appeared to be fueling his homicidal desires. She did not remove the guns, which belonged to her boyfriend from the home. Um, she doesn't have to remove the guns. That's not her responsibility to remove the guns. Uh, and despite his apparently unstable condition, he was sometimes left home alone. <clears throat> okay. Again, there's a lot. There's a lot here that they are really stretching, and I don't think she's going to get convicted on. Uh, there's some stuff there where she could be in trouble. Uh, now, it's likely not going to be the extensive sentence that. You know, she faces now, uh, but they could probably get her on a couple of things. But, um, yeah, some of this stuff is a really big stretch. But And it's also the state of Indiana, too, where <clears throat> you're going to have these, you know, these rights. Um, I forget, did it say that he broke into? It did say he broke into. Um, yeah, I just want to make sure. Whether or not he had, like, <clears throat> we don't know what that means, whether or not he had the code yeah. and he didn't tell anyone or he just, like, <clears throat> Broke and in physically yeah, into the safe, and, and they're they're trying to the key. They're, they're trying to charge her with not removing the firearms, but she doesn't have to remove the firearms. She kept she them. Has, she kept them in a safe, and apparently. she had them in a safe. So he broke into the safe. Now I, again, I don't know what kind of safe that is, uh, but you know, some safes are yeah, like my grandpa always had a, a shotgun safe. It was just glass in front. You break the glass, you got the shotgun. more of a case than a yeah, safe. It, exactly, it's a display case, but it's locked. You know that sort of thing. But I don't know what they had. Okay. But it's not like they were irresponsible in how they had the firearms in the home. They From were locked what we can away. Tell. Yeah, yeah, they were locked away according to reports that we had, and he broke into them. And again, if you are dedicated enough, you can break into anything. And now, again, there's an accusation that she didn't do anything about the bullying. Okay, but does that mean that schools are responsible when one of these kids snaps? Because how many stories have we done where the school didn't do anything about the bullying? And they always say that it's not the school's responsibility, so how can it be the parents' responsibility? There's so much here, but I, ultimately I don't think that she's going to get convicted of all of this stuff because a lot of it is a huge stretch, probably shouldn't be facing those, some of those charges.
there's some, I think, on the treatment angle that, that might be applicable here. We'll have to see how that all pans out. We don't have all of the evidence yet, obviously. We're just reporting on the on the story. But uh, because this is in Indiana, it impacts state law. So we'll be talking about this, I think, going forward. we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Dude, you're really insensitive. No, we're, no, yes, you're insensitive. I haven't done anything wrong, okay? She chose her stage name, but we're talking about mass shootings. You got to play that song. Come on. Stop. Stop, dude. Stop. It's not okay. 574-25-95-95-3. That is 2595-953. Shame on you. We have reports of a head-on collision this is involving, I think they said three vehicles, correct? Westbound? What's that? Uh, caller said three vehicles, and it's affecting westbound traffic. Okay, this is at County Road 6 in, in County Road 10. So head-on collision there at the intersection. Westbound, it's affecting traffic, so avoid that if you can. Hope everybody is okay. 574-2595-953. Back to the phone lines we go. Roy, welcome to the program. Hey, Casey, I love your show. You, you guys do a great job. Thank you. Okay, I was calling about the mental health issues, that, yeah. that young man. Um, there's, I'm a mental health professional, and I work with special needs kids in a school setting. Okay. And there's a lot of moving parts to this situation. I, I agree with you. I really honestly don't think that the mom's going to uh, be convicted or face charges. I, I, I think that a lot of this stuff's probably going to be dropped. Okay. Um, when it comes to, like, the mom saying, oh, the medications, her son reported it feeling weird, et cetera, um, whether a, whether a person has insurance or if they're on Medicaid, and this is this is a federal thing. It, you know, Medicaid is you know administered by the state, but right. it's a, pretty much a federal program block granted to state. Correct. Um, the there's a formulary, and that's all there is to it. So if your medication, especially psychotropic, if they're not working for you, and you tell your doctor, "Hey, this Haldol is not working for my kid," or "This Zyprex is not working for my kid." The doctor's hands may be tied because the formulary states, this is the medication and this is what I can give you. I can't give you anything else. Uh-huh. And so this goes back as much on <clears throat> the, the pharmacy company that creates that, that formulary or the government agency that creates that formulary for the, for the medication for psychotropic meth. Okay. Um, in regards to the treatment, she said she couldn't afford the treatment. That's, that's the issue that I'm curious about. I've, I've been watching the story. I haven't been following it very closely. But if, it's a, if it was a community mental health agency, the community, the community Mental Health Act of 1963 mandates that every county has a mental health agency that provides services and care based on your ability to pay. That's a law. That's a federal law. Okay. So if, <clears throat> they, if this was a community mental health agency, they would have to provide treatment... Um, pretty much based on what she can pay for. The gray area of this is if they said he needs to go to an inpatient hospital, he needs to go to a residential center, then she can say, yes, I cannot afford the treatment, and I need him to get a less, a less restrictive type of treatment. So that's the gray area that I'm kind of stuck on with, with okay. the story. I haven't been following it 
as closely as I probably should, especially being a, a, a social worker. Yeah, I didn't know that she was even facing any charges until this weekend. So, I mean, this is, you know, I, I remember doing the story. I remember praising her for contacting authorities to prevent the mass yeah. shooting. I remember all of that. I, I didn't realize that they were considering charging her with a crime now. Now, with that yeah. that payment thing, is that based yeah. on income, or can she go through, like, her bills list, and they go, all right, well, you can afford $30, or is it one of those things where if you make over a certain amount, you don't qualify for anything? No, that that's based on that. It, it that's based on everything. So let's you know if um, if she was completely impoverished, right? If she was at poverty level, mm-hmm. you know, that would be what it is. But it's also like if she was say middle class and she had a mortgage and she had a car payment kind of stuff, they do take that stuff into account. Okay, but that's when each agency has some wiggle room with that. Mm-hmm. But most agencies I've worked for in the mental health, in the mental health um, area, um, take all of that into account before they make any consideration for pay. Okay. Now, what if so, she but, didn't, what if she didn't tell the doctors that the medicine was making them feel weird? Um, if she didn't tell the doctor that, then he can't really make any kind of a change. Right. You know, it's, it's kind of like if you have, Let's say, you know, from a medical standpoint, let's say you have chronic high blood pressure mm-hmm. and the medication, you're not taking your medication because it's making you feel nauseated and you don't tell the doctor that he's going to continue to prescribe the medication. Sure. Um, I would have thought, though, that, mm-hmm. the, that the, the child would have told the doctor or the therapist or something like that. Um, and the, uh, the, the, if the therapist, too, is my responsibility as a social worker, like if the student tells me, hey, you know, Roy, I'm going to, I'm going to come to school tomorrow. I'm going to go to my brother's school tomorrow and do this. I'm obliged by law to contact not Correct. just the parents, but law enforcement and that school. Yeah. You've got to make sure we know. Where, so if he did have homicidal thoughts, then she should have been notified. Yes. She okay. should have been notified. So that's, that's where we could potentially have something on her. But, um, but I, I think, I think you're bringing up good points too. Just, because instinctively, I was like, some of these charges don't seem like they're going to stick. But um, you would assume with the homicidal thoughts that they would have contacted law enforcement, like you said, too, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. If, so. if, if it's the protocol is like if a student tells me they're suicidal, I do a mental status exam and I and I, you know, um, I don't verify whether or not they're actually going to commit the action. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do is I, you know, check their mental status to see how you know, how they're responding, then I inform the parent and then I advise the parent, especially working in a school, I have no um, admitting privileges. So I can't right. say, okay, you need to go to this hospital and be in, in, admitted. But when I worked in, like when I worked in mental health, I would go and I would, I would tell the parents, your child needs this, this is the form of treatment I recommend, they should go inpatient or what have you. And if the parents said, no, they were not going to do that, then the next step was contacting Child Protective Services and going to um, the family division of the court and, and testifying. This is what the child told me. This is my recommendation. And then the judge usually ordered an emergency 72-hour um, hold to monitor the student, you know, the child. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're homicidal, I call the parents, I call the police, I call the person they're targeting. When they target somebody, let, you know, if, if a student said, I'm going to go to my, you know, I'm going to go to my ex-girlfriend's house and, and do this, then their confidentiality goes out the window. It doesn't exist because I have, an, I have a moral and legal obligation to protect the, the target. And uh, the way I do that is obviously I inform the police and then I inform the family. Okay. So, yeah, so. does it seem like we're missing something on the, 
the mental health professionals angle here with the information yeah. they've been given? Because it seems yeah. like it, everything's on the mom now, but what if they didn't do any of these things? Or what if they did, and then, of course, the authorities didn't do anything? Right, and that's, that's where, um, and I can't speak for the agency because obviously I don't work there, but uh, that's why I make sure my, my documentation is, is tight. I, I'm, I, when I was in graduate school and when I was studying for my licensure, there was a statement was um, uh, CYA, so you don't have to CYA. Yeah. Cover your behind so you don't have to call your attorney. Yeah, right? that, that makes, <laughs> per, makes perfect sense. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, and of course, you know, you want to prevent something like this from happening. And, you know, I, I think that this is going to have to come up in the trial, too. She immediately notified authorities of what was going on yeah. the moment she realized it was going on. And, right. and that's why I, I, was, I was with you. I was praising the mom for doing that because we yeah. have so many out-of-touch parents. Yeah, how many times have we seen this? Child. I mean, we had one parent for crying out loud. They, they beat him up, stole their gun. They didn't contact anybody. And then yeah. they ended up going to a school and shooting up a bunch of kids. So, yeah. it's, you know, she did the right thing there. And I, I don't know. It seems like she's in a tough spot. But we'll have to see what the details are because I think we're missing, like you were saying, Roy, I think we're just missing a whole lot here, especially from the mental health professional side of, of things. Um, right. And, and whether or not law enforcement was notified. How many times we've done these stories where law enforcement didn't do anything when they were notified. So, right. you know, yeah, there's, a, there's a whole other element here yeah, that we have to examine. Yeah, way too many times and... And it'll be interesting. I think a telltale sign was if the mental health agency says, we're sorry, that's privileged information. Well, the child's dead. So that privileged information yeah, goes out the window. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, I appreciate the expert's opinion on this, man. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks, buddy. Right. We'll talk to you later. You, you bet. Mm-hmm. Take care. You got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. So according to Harvard University, the European Journal of Pain study showed that using CBD, applying it to the skin, helps lower pain and inflammation due to arthritis and other ailments. Isn't that interesting? That's why people are using CBD as a topical ointment. And if you're going to do that, you might as well get the Naturals CBD lotion which you can get from allnaturalcbd.org, which is the only brand that I endorse. We recently went through, on the live stream during a commercial break uh, last week, we went through all of the CBD products at a popular chain drugstore. They were all two to three times as expensive. Most of them had a fraction of the amount of CBD in them as natural CBD lotion has. And... One of them, who had the same amount of CBD, was a quarter the size, but twice as expensive. Actually, more than twice as expensive. So, here's what you get with natural CBD lotion. You get all-naturally occurring, full-spectrum CBD. And if you're going to go with CBD, you want full-spectrum, not isolate. Okay, Isolate is the cheap version of it. Okay, and Even though isolate, sometimes they charge more. Full spectrum is what you want. Okay, Full spectrum CBD is what you want, and that's what you get with natural CBD lotion. You get a lotion that soothes, moisturizes the skin while dermally distributing the CBD for pain and inflammation. You also get a 120 milliliter four ounce bottle. Okay, You can get two different strengths, 250 milligrams or 500 milligrams of CBD. And they are about half the price or less 
than the competitors. So you get more CBD, you get full spectrum CBD, and you pay less for it, and it's lotion to help moisturize your skin as well. Folks, there isn't a better product on the market if you're looking for a CBD ointment to put on your muscles and your aches and your pains. I've already told you how it's helped helped us several times with minor aches and pains. If you're an athlete or you go to the gym on a regular basis, this is going to be a godsend to you. Go to allnaturalcbd.org, okay? Use coupon code KC10, C-A-S-E-Y 10 to save 10%. And if you don't want to get it on the website, you don't want to wait for delivery, you want to get it now, go to any local eSigWorks location. The coupon code does work at eSigWorks, okay? If you had a problem with that in the past, I'm told that that has been addressed and fixed. This is grown, harvested, produced, tested right here in the United States of America. Allnaturalcbd.org, coupon code KC10. All right, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. I'm not sure if that accident on County Road 6 and County Road 10 is still affecting things. My assumption is that it is. That was westbound. It was a head-on collision. involved three vehicles. was blocking that intersection there, mostly affecting westbound. You want to avoid that if you can. But if you have any updates on that, please let me know. All right, 574-2595-953. Somebody asked me, they said, Casey, is it just me, or are, are the commercial breaks coming more frequently and getting longer? All right, well, here's the deal. I'm really popular. I'm sorry to be tooting my own horn. I don't want to sound like an egomaniac. This is one of the most listened to radio programs in all of Michiana. And I, it's massive, okay? Uh, the listenership that we have is huge. So people want to advertise on this station, particularly in my show. I am forever grateful for that. And so, yes, you have noticed that our commercial structure has been sold out, actually. Um, many of the commercial breaks have been sold out. The last half hour of the program, in particular, has been a little weird. And that's because we added the O'Reilly the O'Reilly uh, minute, which is 10 minutes of O'Reilly. O'Reilly update. <clears throat> there we go. Um, and so what that has done is we had this sold-out commercial structure, and then we took 10 minutes of the program away. And so things get squished a little bit. And so we're moving things around and trying to get it to where we have better segments and things like that. So it's going to take some time for us to find our way in that last half hour of the program. I apologize if it seems really quick sometimes, because sometimes it is. But that's because, again, we have everybody advertising. We just we added uh, three new advertisers to my show alone for endorsements and sponsorships. We're extremely popular. It's something I'm very proud of. Uh, this station puts out a good product from the moment uh, midnight hits to the moment midnight hits again. So for 24 hours, we put together a really good product. And I think my show in particular is pretty darn awesome because I'm biased. But also, yeah, a lot of people listen to us. So, yes, we do sell structures. Now, with that, with that said, if you've got a business or a product that you want to advertise, yeah, now's the time to do that because we're coming into holiday season. And if you think that we're booked now, <laughs> wait till the holidays get here. So if you're looking to push something for the holidays, definitely contact our sales team and we'll get you on the air as, as fast as we can. So that way you are able to maximize your placement heading into the holidays. So I apologize about that last half hour. It's something that we are adjusting and working through. And as the commercial structure and everything kind of moves into the next, uh, the next quarter and all that stuff, it'll be much better. Um, but we do apologize about that. But yes, the commercial breaks have been longer because we are selling a lot of ads because we're super popular. So 
I'm sorry if it causes any inconvenience, but here's the deal. You don't pay for the show. And if you did pay for the show, uh, we wouldn't have to have those commercials. So it's free programming. I have to make money. Joe's got to make money. Um, the engineers, everybody has to make money here. And talk radio is the most expensive format to put on the air by far. Doesn't cost a lot of money to do a music format. Costs a ton of money to do a talk format. Uh, and we have a lot more people to work for us. They make more money in general. Um, we have uh, more people that work in day parts than everybody else. So yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a big deal. And we're very appreciative of our audience. I want you to always understand that. We wouldn't be this successful without all of you. And we haven't forgotten that. Okay. So again, apologize if there's been an inconvenience on, on some of the stuff in that last half hour, but we're working through it. We'll get it nailed down. We'll get better at it. And we will continue to improve. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. We are just talking about food and I'm hungry now. So Perbaco in Elkhart, Bruno's Perbaco which is the website, brunosperbaco.com. If you like big plate Italian food, hey, here's, look, there's nothing wrong with fancy smaller portion meals. Nothing wrong with that. But sometimes you just want to gobble down on good homemade Italian food family style. You just want to do that. That's where Perbaco's comes in because, again, they have this these massive portions, fantastic food. They do catering. And Tuesday, because they're closed today, but tomorrow... Tomorrow, Tuesday is half off wood-fired pizzas. Now, I am told, I have not had their pizza yet. I am told they compete for the best pizza in Michiana. Okay, that's what I am told. So, taste test Friday, Joe wants me to bring in a Provoco's pizza for Friday. I might be able to arrange that. Do you like weird stuff on your pizza though or do you like normal stuff i like normal stuff okay like what's you normal you can't you're say not gonna throw a pineapple on there and call no, it normal no, you right? can't be like best pizza and not be able to put normal stuff on a pizza and be like can we have the best pizza I'm like okay and i i firmly believe that if you're going to claim best pizza you have to be able to beat everybody with cheese or pepperoni exactly so and then beyond that is just that's icing on the cake yeah that's that's like it's our specialty to do this like you can't call it the best right pizza and, and yeah no, nothing nothing wrong with doing the specialty stuff but you have to be able to do the basics to be able to cut yourself. now i when i first started reading the probaco stuff because they're now a sponsor of the program uh i had so many text messages going the best pizza you've got to go have it and and knowing who their relatives are i i have no doubt that they make amazing pizza but i've not had their pizza over probacos yet so tuesday is half off wood fired pizzas tomorrow. Right, you Again, you can much. visit them online, take a look at their menu at brunosperbaco.com. When you go to Perbaco, make sure you tell them that I sent you, please. That way they know that my listeners are listening to me and going over there uh, to go and enjoy that. And then I'll be out there on a regular basis um, with my family, sometimes with my family, sometimes not. It just depends on the day. And you'll be able to go ahead and say hello to me and come up and say hi and that sort of stuff. I'm totally good with that. Most people know that. If I'm out at a restaurant or out somewhere, feel free. Please come up and say hi. All that I have ever asked is that if I'm with my family, don't engross me in a political conversation. That's because I don't want to spend a ton of time doing that. I'm with my family. Um, but I totally agree with people saying hi and hello, and, and people are really good about that. So if you see me at Probacos, make sure you stop in and say hello. Again, brunosperbaco.com. All right, 574-2595. 
95.3. That is 2595-953. More news you're not going to get from the mainstream press. 38 people have been cited for violations in the Clinton email probe. The State Department has completed its internal investigation into former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's use of a private email and found violations by 38 people, some of whom face disciplinary action. The investigation launched more than three years ago, determined that those 38 people were culpable. (laughs) The heck is wrong with me? Culpable in 91 cases of sending classified information that ended up in Clinton's personal email account. Uh Uh-huh. According to a letter sent by Republican Senator Chuck Grassley this week and released on Friday, the 38 are current and former State Department officials, but were not identified by name. Although the report identified violations, it said investigators had found no pervasive, persuasive evidence of systemic, deliberate mishandling of classified information. How can you have no information and no evidence of, pers- of, uh, of systematic, deliberate mishandling of classified information if you have 39 people that you know of, at least 38 were former staff, 39th is Hillary herself, I'm not including her staff, okay, because I don't know if they're included in the 38. How can you have no evidence of systemic and deliberate mishandling classified information if you have 39 people that you have caught doing it? Wouldn't that be systemic? If you have 39 people doing it? If you have one or two, maybe not. But if you have that many people doing it hundreds of times, then yeah, you think you've got a systemic problem with this, right? Isn't that interesting wording on their part uh, again the investigation uncovered 33,000 emails that clinton turned over for review after her use of private email of course she um they found 588 total violations and their new violations are still being discovered as we go forward with this with the foia requests that get released so 38 people not named hillary clinton and they're saying there's no evidence of any systemic violations though okay if you say so Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you can watch us. We are live streaming on YouTube.com slash host and Twitch.tv slash host. Of course, you can listen live at 953MNC.com or with our mobile app. More coming up, 953MNC.